Hi everyone, Sandman here. A big thank you to Jacob for his donation and for making this video possible. Originally he wanted me to cover the topic of men being able to control their sex drives, but I've already spoken about that in my video called Carnal Pleasures, which I'm also adding a link to in the description below. So instead I'm going to cover the topic of women and government or social assistance, also known as welfare. I'm sure most of you remember Sailor Spoon, the girl that I spoke about in earlier videos. But there are some things about her I never told you guys. And the most important fact is that she was collecting welfare, or social assistance, as she likes to call it. But the truth is, she didn't need it to survive. Last I heard, she was volunteering to teach foreign languages at a local school. And back then, she wasn't too worried about her welfare checks being cut off. She was also subletting a room in her basement apartment so that she could take in a roommate, collect $600 cash from that roommate, while still getting $600 in social assistance, or welfare. She preferred to use the term social assistance instead because it sounds nicer and doesn't have the same stigma attached with welfare. So there she was, collecting welfare for $600, $600 from her roommate, and doing odd babysitting and tutoring jobs on the side. And she was also getting her parents to probably give her three or four hundred dollars a month as well. On all sides, she was getting money, probably about fifteen hundred dollars each month after tax, and she didn't have to work for it. Not bad for a welfare queen. And the government is supporting her, her roommate is supporting her as well, and her parents are supporting her. This woman is the type of woman that MGTOW have come to hate. She's a moocher, and she uses men to buy things and fix things in her apartment. And if you look up the word parasite in the dictionary, there she'd be with her spoon-shaped nose. The last time I spoke about her, about a month and a half ago, she was in the process of getting a part-time waitressing job and basically getting a part-time call center job. She hates both jobs and together they pay her less than the welfare and roommate scheme that she had going. Her rent is also $800 a month and with the roommate's money, the rent really costs her $200. So for her, it was easier to quit her call center job and continue collecting social assistance or welfare than to work. She claims to have worked her entire life, but I was impressed by her ability to find as many opportunities to take advantage of others as much as possible. And she seemingly did this without a care in the world and with no empathy. When I first met her, she had a great job and she was very well paid. She gave me her phone number before I became a man going his own way, and I decided to call her back when she had her job. And after she lost that job, that's when she became interested in me. This was last summer. And on October 5th of last year, I decided that I had enough of women and decided to go my own way. That's when I really started devouring all the MGTOW content I could find. She pissed me off that night because she wanted me to come out for the evening and I wasn't interested. So she decided to get a girl that I liked at the time to ask me to come out. You see, there was another woman that I was interested in more than her at the time, and she brushed me off towards the end of the summer. So I took an interest in Sailor Spoon instead. Sailor Spoon was like a broken consolation prize of sorts. Then she put me through a shit test and wanted to see if I was going to try to go out with one of her hideous looking friends. This is around the time I finally learned about shit tests. Her friend that she tried setting me up with hadn't had a boyfriend in 10 years, and she was fat and flat chested. So I basically passed but her flat-chested friend was working in a non-profit organization that was affiliated with the government, and her job is also a form of government welfare as well. She too is a welfare queen, but one of a different kind, and she kind of reminded me of my ex-girlfriend from my early 20s, as she too worked for a non-profit, 
Most nonprofit companies have easy work routines and rules. They are somewhere between a government job and the corporate world. And in the corporate world, women have to pull their own weight in many companies. But the ones that can't are usually the office administration staff. Because nonprofits have to spend their entire budgets in many years, in some cases they get government grants they have to spend, and that money has to be spent to justify their budgets for the following year. So they often hire extra staff. And the workloads on their staff are spread thin because they often tend to be overstaffed. And whenever I do a freelance job for a nonprofit organization and have the, the good fortune of visiting their offices, I see more than half of their staff standing around doing absolutely nothing. And most of them are female and in their 20s and 30s. And males compromise about 20 to 30% of the nonprofit staff that I've seen in the past. Most men would rather do actual work and make money instead of standing around the water cooler doing nothing all day. But like I said, nonprofits, especially if they're partially government funded, are like pseudo government jobs without the job security and high salaries. But they also have the added benefit of allowing the majority of their employees, those being mostly female, to slack off. If you've ever seen what happens if a nonprofit is bought by an actual corporation, they usually liquidate 90% of their staff after a month or two after they've been acquired. And I don't blame them for this. Having lazy and entitled workers, hanging around in your office tends to spread like a virus and then all the rest of the workers actually begin to slack off as well. Another group of welfare queens that I knew in, earlier in my life came from the country of Somalia. Back in the 1990s the United States went to war with Somalia in some poorly planned out policing action. The Black Hawk helicopters went down and Somalian refugees poured into Canada. And many Somali women have three or four children and when they came to Canada as refugees, they would get about $1,000 for welfare for a couple. And then I think it was about $500 per child. And in doing so, they would get $3,000 in tax-free income if they had four children. And in the part of Canada where I live, there are apartment buildings that were built for about 1,000 people. And yet there were five to 10,000 people in those buildings designed for 1,000. The buildings were filled with Somali refugees. There would be traffic jams in the elevators in the morning as many of the people tried to get down from the 20th floor. And it wasn't just a mother, father, and four kids living in each apartment. Oftentimes it would be two or three Somali families living together in a three-bedroom apartment while collecting their welfare checks. So three families would be collecting $10,000 a month in tax-free money and spending two or $3,000 in living expenses and then saving money to purchase their own apartments as quickly as possible on the government money they were receiving. And Somali women are also from a background where females get circumcisions. Most Somali girls in my high school had the most terrible odors coming from the lower halves of their bodies. And it was one of my teachers that pointed out what was going on with female circumcision. Female circumcision is bad because it creates terrible body odor because women can't clean themselves properly. And I wouldn't even call it female circumcision anymore. It's genital mutilation because they literally cut off a woman's clitoris, labia, and sew them shut that, so that there's only enough room for urine and menstrual fluid to come out. Women in that culture are effectively not allowed to enjoy their sexuality. When I was in Egypt, I had no idea that over 90% of the women in that country had their genitals mutilated. I would be interested to learn how not having the ability to satisfy themselves sexually affects female nature. Without collective sexual fulfillment in a country like Egypt, how does that affect female group preference? Anyways, Somali women are notorious welfare queens in the 90s as well as the 2000s, and I'm not sure how it's playing out today.
The social safety net was created to help people so they wouldn't end up on the streets. But as the quality and pay of many jobs stayed the same over the last 20 to 30 years, the amount of money that governments would dish out continued to increase for welfare, and it became a better option for many women with children. Single women can get five to $600 a month in Canada, and that's nowhere near enough to live off of. And with regards to Sailor Spoon, she was fired from her job and tried to reapply for that same job that she lost a little bit earlier. She didn't realize that once you're fired, you can't really go back in. She caused a major problem for an airline, and I won't get into the details about it, but it cost the company a lot of money. All because she had an emotional outburst, got herself fired, and then welfare saved her ass. Men in society make up the majority of small business owners. I consider myself a small business entrepreneur, and I don't pay any unemployment insurance to the government, and I don't have as much job security and stability as most people in the government or in corporate jobs. And with regards to welfare queens, the largest ones are the ones with small businesses that use their husband's income at a regular job to fall back on. I have many female clients to pay me money that was originally earned by their husbands. In a way, I guess, these wannabe female entrepreneurs are also welfare queens, except they aren't relying on the state to support their inefficiencies or laziness. Instead, they find the men in their lives to do it. And the man is supposedly the head of state for his family. So I guess in some cases, he provides for everyone below him. Women have men, the government, nonprofits, and many other means to support themselves by doing little to no work on their part. Sailor Spoon was gaming the system and stealing money from other people that paid their taxes. Her behavior is unfair and should be punished. A couple of times when she pissed me off, I debated whether or not I should rat her out to the welfare people and then see what the social services department in our country does and watch her squirm as they take her welfare check away. And then she really hits rock bottom. The state-sponsored welfare system prevents women from hitting rock bottom. Only when a person has the fear of being homeless or having their children taken away do they actually think long and hard about what they're doing. Well, that's all I've got for today's video. And I'd like to close by saying two thumbs up to Jacob for his donation for this video. Anyways, Thanks for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day and cheers.